Welcome to When I Was On My Mission, the podcast where missionaries tell true, unbelievable stories that they experienced firsthand. I'm your host, Brian Jensen. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend, subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating in your podcast app. It really helps us out. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of When I Was On My Mission. I'm Brian Jensen, your host, and really excited to be with Derek Miller. Derek, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Brian. I'm delighted to be with you. I appreciate the invitation. Of course. And I I met Derek actually through his son, who was on this podcast a few weeks ago. He shared an excellent story with us called Jailhouse Conversion, and just would refer you back to that. But um. Derek, been excited. I've heard that you have a fun story to share with us. And before we just jump into that, would love to ask you a couple of questions to kind of get things rolling just about, about your mission and jog your memory a little bit. Let's do it. And my memory needs to be jogged. I was on my mission. Uh, see, it needs to be jogged already, like <laughs> 30 years ago. So been a while. Been a minute, I guess. So first of all, where did you serve? I served my mission in the Antwerp Belgium mission, which no longer exists. Of course, the place still exists, but it's now part of a, a larger mission area that includes the Netherlands. Very good. Is that is that where they did the best two years? Did you see that that movie? It, or was that was that Netherlands? not only did I see it, I felt like I lived it. <laughs> it was exactly, and they did a great job in that movie. It was very, very realistic to how it was serving in that part of the world. I can imagine. And what language did you speak or did you speak a foreign language? I did speak a foreign language. And just for context sake, in Belgium, there's three national languages in the southern part of the country. It's French speaking in the eastern part of the country. It's German speaking. And my mission, the northern part of the country was Flemish speaking. And Flemish, Flemish. if you haven't ever heard of it before, is a dialect of Dutch. I have heard of Flemish. I've never heard it spoken. But that's that's excellent. I'm sure that that was hard to master. It doesn't sound too connected to many other languages. The best way I could describe it, you'll and you'll know if you've heard it, is if someone sounds like they've got their mouth full of marbles. It's a very <laughs> okay. guttural language. All right. Well, and then maybe just a couple more fun questions. Did you have anything extremely interesting to eat on your mission? What was the weirdest thing that you ate while you were out? If you can think back. Well, the, the great thing about being in Belgium is that everybody knows that it's the land of chocolate. You know, you talk about Belgian chocolate and it is true to form. So that's not the strangest thing that I ate, but I did eat very well on my mission. Wonderful chocolate, wonderful cheese, wonderful bread. French fries actually come from Belgium, so they, they do a great job. That Probably the strangest thing I ever ate was cow tongue. It was not pleasant. <laughs> It sounds good. I've I've mentioned this a couple of times, I think, on, on the podcast, but I had pigtails once in North Carolina, which sounds somewhat of a similar level of enjoyability to, to, to cow time. <laughs> anyway. And then last question for you before we jump in, what do you miss most from your mission? Oh, my gosh. The thing that I miss the most, and, and I mentioned to you when we were off air, Brian, that I serve right now as a YSA state president. So I, uh, I get a little bit of a flavor of this, but not as much as you get as a full-time missionary. And that's just always talking about the Savior, 
talking about the atonement. I mean, that's the most beautiful, wonderful thing about being a full-time missionary is you just get to talk about that all the time. And like I said, I get to do that a little bit. It's certainly not as much as I did as a full-time missionary. And I certainly miss that on, you know, at least at least a daily basis, if not multiple times a day. Well, Derek, we're excited to hear the story. You want to just jump right in? When I was on my mission, as I mentioned, it was in Belgium, which is Western Europe. The Berlin Wall had just recently fallen. So I'm giving a little context here. The Soviet Union had just collapsed. And I mentioned that because there were a lot of refugees that were leaving those former Eastern Bloc countries, going from Eastern Europe over into these Western European countries. And so one day we met a woman when we were doing street contacting who was from Romania. Of course, we didn't speak Romanian and she didn't speak Flemish. She did speak English. And so we were able to talk to her and asked her if we could set up an appointment to come teach her a first discussion. And she agreed. So we went over to this apartment and you could probably imagine, you know, this sort of typical refugee apartment. I mean, it was pretty run down. There were people all over the place sleeping on the floor mattresses, blankets, clothes all around. So it was kind of in a in a rough neighborhood, but this was a very nice lady. We taught her the first discussion uh, back when they used to, you know, break it up that way in the early 90s. At the end of the discussion, we asked her if we could set up an appointment to come again and teach her again. And she said, no, <laughs> she said, you know, she thanked us for coming, but she said, I'm not not really interested. And so that was that. And as we were walking out of the apartment. Just one question really quick. What was yeah. the topic of the first discussion? I know preach my gospel, but I, I never yeah. knew how that was broken out. So what were you talking about with her in that first lesson? Yeah, the first discussion is sort of a summary of all the other discussions. It's sort of okay. a preview. So you talk about the plan of salvation. You talk a little bit about the Book of Mormon. You talk about uh, the restoration of the gospel a little bit. It's sort of this preview of everything that's to come. Got it. Okay. Well, when we were leaving the apartment, surprisingly to us, this young man, he was about our age, he was in his early 20s, came out from this other room. There was a blanket that was hung up and he had been listening to our discussion from the other side of this blanket oh, wow. in the other room. And he asked us in broken English, he didn't speak English very well, but he asked us in broken English if we were Christian missionaries. And we told him that we were, and he asked if we would come back and teach him. So that was great. You know, we yeah, sort of struck out with this woman, but we had interest with this man. I want to try and picture the apartment building a little bit. Was it like a big open room and they just kind of had curtain dividers or was it just in the door frame? There was just a just in the door there? frame. So it oh, was God, it God. was apartment that, you know, maybe had three or four rooms, you know, a main room and then three or four bedrooms, but it was very run down. Got and it. Okay. This blankets hanging up, dividing the rooms. And different refugees living in different rooms of that apartment. Okay. Got exactly. It. So, you know, we asked him his name. His name was Lucian. And we said, Yeah, we'll be happy to come back and teach you and set up an appointment and left. You know, we were thinking to ourselves, my companion and I, you know, he didn't speak English that well. This could be kind of tough. How are we going to teach him in English? And But you know how missionaries are. We didn't worry that much about it. We thought the Lord will provide, you know, the Lord, yeah. will, Lord will give us a way. And that way actually was provided later on that week. My companion and I were serving as the assistants. And so we spent some time proselyting and some time in the 
mission office. And we were in the mission office one day and there was a knock on the outside door and we opened the door and there was a woman there, a woman with a baby in a stroller. She also did not speak Flemish and she also did not speak English, but she was pointing to the sign that she had seen, the name of the church. And we discovered that she was a German speaker. Okay. And my companion, lo and behold, spoke a little bit of German because his mother was a native German. So Got he it. knew enough to sort of work with her to figure out that she thought that she had come to a church building. But my companion okay. explained to her, no, this is the missionary office, but we'll tell you where the church is and what time it is and, and you can go to church. We figured that's what she was asking. So we went to church that Sunday and we saw her there. It was, you know, hey, nice to see you again. And we knew that there was a member of the ward who was also a native German speaker. So we connected those two together. Great. You know, we thought, let's get these two together. They can speak. And lo and behold, we discovered through our German member friend, the sister that we knew, that this new friend was actually from Romania. Oh, wow. So she spoke German because she'd been living in Germany as a refugee. Hey, miracle, you know, you're a missionary, you expect miracles. And sure enough, we meet this guy from Romania and he wants to be taught. A few days later, we meet another lady from Romania who can help us teach him. That's amazing. So she was a refugee in Germany before leaving East Germany and becoming another a refugee in Belgium. Is that right? That's right. So she had gone from Romania, once the Soviet Union fell, had gone from Romania to a recently reunified Germany. Okay, got it. And then from Germany to Belgium. To that particular spot where you needed her to be so you could talk to Lucien later, later on. That's exactly right. So Amazing. here's the picture. We're set up to go teach Lucian. And we've got the sister with us from our ward who was originally from Germany. Now we've got the second sister with us who was originally from Romania, but also spoke German. Right. So we figured, okay, we're gonna go here. We'll teach the lesson in Flemish. That'll go to the lady who speaks German. She'll translate it from German to Romanian. And this lady will teach Lucian. Wow. This is the amazing part. So we walk into Lucian's apartment with these two sisters. And the sister from Romania and Lucian see each other and literally run into each other's arms, hugging and crying because they had grown up together in the same village in Romania. No. And we're being reunited here in this moment as we were teaching him the first discussion. Wow. It was the woman who had come and asked us where the church was. She was the one who had grown, they had grown up together Not in it. the village. And when she left Romania and had moved to Germany, she had met the missionaries and joined the church in Germany. And that's why when she moved to Belgium, she saw the church sign on the mission office and wanted to know where the church was. Got it. Okay. So it was an amazing experience and just powerful reminder of how Heavenly Father looks out for his children, you know, not just providing someone that could help us teach him the gospel in Romanian, but actually one of his childhood friends who miraculously appeared one day on our door at the mission office.
That is incredible. And what, what ended up happening? So here comes kind of a funny part of the story. He did get baptized. Lucian got baptized as a great member. Just, I mean, we could go on and on and on about how, what a great yeah, member he was, but, but I'll just tell this last part of the story because it's such a funny part of the story. So there we were teaching the first discussion. And again, it was going, you know, from English to Flemish to German to Romanian, right? which gave my companion and I a really interesting teaching opportunity because we would teach and then we would sort of just sit back and watch the message go down chain, chain. and it always would get longer. Like we would teach one principle and it would take 30 seconds and then it would go to German and it would take like two minutes and then it would go to Romanian. It was taking like five minutes. And we would we were wondering what what else are they adding to this? But when we got to the part where we taught about how the resurrected Christ had visited the Nephites, we were teaching about coming forth of the Book of Mormon. And you won't remember this because you were preached my gospel time period. But when we had the discussions, we had a little flip chart. Okay. And there would be pictures that would go along with each principle. So the picture for the principle about Christ visiting the Nephites was the picture from Christ descending out of the sky to the temple in Bountiful in the ancient Americas. So we're sitting there holding this picture while this is being translated. And the friend from Romania was telling him and his eyes kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Lucian's eyes kept getting bigger and wider. And after she was done telling him this, he looked at us and in English, in his broken English, he said, really, really Christ to America, Christ to America. And we said, yes, it's really true. Christ did come to America. And then he said to us, those communist dictators wouldn't tell us anything. Christ came to America and they didn't even tell us. And wow. it was just a great, <laughs> it was a great, great moment. That is incredible. Yeah, it's so many elements of that story that are amazing. Just kind of you being at that point, a confluence of people to meet, the right place at the right time, directed by the spirit. But then also that point in history too, where all of this change is happening to these different people in their lives. I just, that's an incredible story. And thank you for sharing it. I've been in some of those situations where the spirit guides you to say something or do something that you wouldn't have normally said or done or be in a place that you wouldn't have normally been and feels somewhat similar to, uh, to that confluence of people that were there in the right place in the right time. And I'm sure is a well that you continue to draw from as far as strengthening your testimony goes, you know, throughout your life. That's an incredible story. And, you know, another question that I, that I asked everybody on the podcast is we talked a little bit about the best two years and that depicts some hardship on your mission and some rejection and some challenges that every missionary faces. And I think missionaries face, you know, more so sometimes in Western Europe, but kind of thinking through those challenges and struggles that I'm sure you went through, was it worth it going on a mission? Yeah, thanks for asking the question, Brian. And, and let me, before I answer it, just say thanks for doing this podcast. It's such a great idea and I think so needed. You know, the scriptures and the prophets from the scriptures remind us always to remember, remember. And I just think how important it is that we remember these missionary stories and when God blessed our lives with these kinds of miracles. So I, I want to answer your question this way. I mentioned that I'm a YSA stake president and my YSA stake includes the University of Utah. So we have a lot of campus wards, you know, college students who are living in the dorms 
which means that we send out a lot of missionaries. Yeah. Which means I do a lot of missionary interviews every week. I'm doing multiple missionary interviews. And I want to share in answer to your question what I tell those missionaries at the end of our interview. And what I say to them is this, your mission is a unique time in your life. It's a time when you can set aside all worldly concerns. You don't have to worry about school. You don't have to worry about a job. You don't have to worry about money. You don't have to worry about dating. You don't even have to worry about who your roommate is and where you're going to live because your mission president will decide that. All you have to think about, all your time and energy is helping other people, serving other people. And you get to serve them in the best way possible. And that's by sharing with them the atonement of Jesus Christ. And then I always say, when you do this, you will see miracles come into people's lives, just like I saw with Lucian. And the reason you'll see these miracles is because the burdens that they carry around with them, they will learn they don't have to carry those burdens around with them anymore. And then in end of my <laughs> little speech to these prospective missionaries is to say, and when you see these miracles in people's lives, it will create a miracle in your own life. And I say this to the missionaries because I know that it's true because I experienced that same thing in my life. Well, thank you. And I couldn't agree more with everything that you just said. And I haven't thought of it in the context of watching people unburden themselves from those things that they've been carrying around. But I wholeheartedly agree and just wholeheartedly agree that it is worth it. And thank you so much, Derek, for spending time with us today. Know that you're busy and just really appreciate you making this time. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of When I Was On My Mission. If you or someone you know has a great mission story, we would love to hear it. Please email us at contactonmymission at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram or Facebook at When I Was On My Mission. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend, subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating in your podcast app.